We go and grab a quick bite. We watch a movie, then fight. We're the Fast Food Film Friends. You're listening to Fast Food Film Friends, the show where we chow down on some grub and talk about movies. And uh, this week we're coming at you with a brand new theme song. Took us a while, workshopped it, but I think the fans, or fan, is going to love it. The uh, the keen listeners out there are going to recognize that is indeed James Blunt on vocals. Mm-hmm. He's surprisingly cheap to get these days, considering his deep catalog of hits. Yes. Beautiful. Um, you're beautiful, yeah. Yeah. That's the whole catalog. No, I was saying that to you. I was just calling you beautiful. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the new thriller from A24, one of my favorite movie studios, Hereditary, while eating Hardy's Memphis Barbecue Thick Burger. Whew, what a mouthful, just now, to say it. For our listeners, you know, across the pond who may not know what Hardee's is, Oof. it's uh, it's basically the Midwest and Southern version of Carl's Jr. And I did some research, and it does appear that Carl's Jr. existed before Hardee's. So I, think, I think technically that makes Hardee's Carl's the third. Uh, in your universe, sure. It can be a, a Hardee's the third. Why not? From IMDb, the plot summary of Hereditary reads as follows. When the matriarch of the Graham family passes away, her daughter's family begins to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry. Uh, from Hardee's, the Memphis Barbecue Thick Burger features a third-pound char-broiled 100% black Angus beef patty, smoked pulled pork, Memphis barbecue sauce, crispy fried onions, and American cheese on a premium bun. Now that is a lot going on there. The pulled pork with the burger, add onions, I'm assuming just way too much barbecue sauce. Man, a lot going on for that. When I went into this movie, I was pretty scared. Not as scared as I currently am to eat pulled pork from a fast food restaurant. That and it just seems there's going to be way too much going on there. Anytime you're, it takes like, you can't just say double cheeseburger. You got to say Memphis barbecue thick burger. I think the word thick burger scares me more than anything. It does. Uh, Because I don't know what they're doing to make it so thick. And much like this movie, there's a lot of meat here to dig into. Ooh, I liked that. Uh, Yeah, there's no shortage. I took probably about, let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine pages of notes. Granted, I write like a four-year-old in size 36 font, uh, and mainly it was just to hide from the scary bits of this movie uh, and look away from the screen. But still, a lot to dig into here. Anyways, before we dig into that, it's time for some Nimble News. Nimble News. Nimble News is the part of the show where we review all things new as quickly as we can do. New music, shows, experiences, books, or even new food or movies that we don't have time for in our main discussion. Kevin, are you ready? I am ready. And go. I watched the movie Game Night last week and was surprised by not only how great the cast was with Jason Bateman, Lamorne Morris, and Rachel McAdams, but actually just how much I enjoyed the movie overall. Just a fun romp in the hay. Kanye West and Kid Cudi's new album Kid See Ghosts is a refreshing experimental joyride that completely makes up for Kanye's disappointing solo project that was released a week prior. I bought an N64 this week after years and years and years of wanting one and I've never been happier in my entire life. Dipping a grilled cheese sandwich into warm cheese sauce is unbearably delicious and was probably the inspiration for Alan Jackson's hit single, Too Much of a Good Thing. I watched the 2013 movie Runner Runner last night. It stars Justin Timberlake and Ben Affleck and was one of the most poorly written and poorly acted movies I've seen in my entire life. The new Melissa McCarthy film Life of the Party has a terrible script and a painfully unfunny cast with the exception of McCarthy and Maya Rudolph, both of whom are absolute treasures. I got a new floating hollow log for my betta fish this week, and it has been a big hit. He's been spending most of his time in there. Great purchase. 
Well, that's all the time we have for Nimble News. Now let's dig into those Memphis barbecue thick burgers. Oof. So, Kevin, I want to get your impression before we actually even bite into this or pick it up. You know, I like that it's it looks like it's tucked in a little paper sleeping bag. It's <laughs> yeah. rolled over on the edge. The bun does look to be premium. It looks like uh, there's they went heavy on the sauce because I've got a lot of sauce dripping off the bottom here. Cheese looks very poor quality, I would say. Yeah, mine, uh, mine. I would say these look about half as tall yeah, as the picture. Definitely not this as nearly a, as thick. This is about the size of like a standard sandwich you'd see on like that would cost you two bucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, this that, is a this is a six fifty item. Six fifty each. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. Surprisingly, there were no other customers at Hardee's. Yeah, I wonder in why. line for these uh, for these burgers. You know, now, one thing about Hardee's burgers that. I've always admired is just how many calories they can pack into one single burger. It's impressive the amount of grease they use. I understand why they need the little paper sleeping bag, but it's just they do it right there. You know, if you're looking for a high calorie meal, that's six dollars and fifty cents. This is probably right up your alley. Place to go. Now again, I want to emphasize: doesn't look like there's much pulled pork. Let me f- open this. Oh my god, don't open it up. Actually, I'm not this even going to show you. This is a hearty. Patty. Oh god. The patty is making up ninety-eight percent of the weight here. The pulled pork is like a spreadable pulled pulled pork. It looks like it honestly is like gelatinous. It was definitely in a can less oh, than two hours ago. God, that's gross looking. Is there anything? Are there any veggies on top, or is it just cheese? Oh, the crispy. Now look at this. I just pulled off the top. I have probably two. Definitely not crispy onions, but two very soggy onions. And the picture of this thing looks like it's overflowing with crispy onions. I'm going to keep an open mind, and I'm I'm excited to try this. Let's uh, let's take a bite. Now on taste, pretty good, I have to say. You definitely can't tell where the burger ends and where the pulled pork starts. There's no difference. I wish there was a different texture. It's kind of one texture throughout. Mm-hmm. Not as advertised with the crispy onion strings. This is really pretty good. Absolutely not worth the money. Mm-mm. Doesn't look a thing like the advertised picture, but it's not bad. It's tasty. I'd pick it at like an Applebee's level burger. Yeah. This is what I would imagine to get at Applebee's. Uh, That's pretty accurate. Yeah, not bad. I wish it was, honestly, more crispy onion strings. Actually, just crispy onion rings would be nice, but more, I think, would really make it a home run for me. Also, I will say, it's really not that greasy. You've got your barbecue sauce. That's the premium bun there that's been soaking up that grease. Apparently. Yeah. But it is not as greasy as most hearty sandwiches. I do want to look up how many calories are in this beast, though. If you look on the website, the picture is just... It's beautiful. I can count just on one side about 12 crispy onions, and there's an inch of pulled pork that's just as thick as the burger. Those bastards. You know, it's who can you trust these days? So regardless of, you know, my expectations, which are pretty high, I'm still pretty satisfied with the flavor. And speaking of expectations, you and I were both very excited to see Hereditary. Yes. I want to know what were your thoughts. I, uh, I'm i not a scary movie guy. I want to say that from the start. I, uh, I don't do well with scary movies. Uh, so I was very nervous going into this movie because I had seen a lot of advertisements. I had seen something like a heart rate monitor of people who watched this movie and it was like running for 20 minutes or something like that because your heart was beating so fast. So with that said, I wasn't sure the direction this movie was going to go. And I think one thing that scares me the most in terms of movies is when it's not like a killer, you know, who because that I, I don't think I'm going to have like a killer come after me at any point in my life. I haven't made that many people angry or at least not people who try to kill me when it's stuff like that. I'm kind of like, OK, that I can I can distance myself from that. 
but when it's like possessions and like families who kind of people going crazy kind of it really freaks me out because i think maybe one day i get possessed or you know seeing a ghost or something like that really scares me so this movie scared the living hell out of me i was hiding behind my notebook i screamed twice out loud in a theater and i am a very quiet very polite moviegoer uh so that was very out of character for me but man my heartbeat was racing this entire movie i was on i was way into it now you mentioned the the possession themes there's a lot of tropes in horror movies Mm -hmm. that are pretty common and some of them are kind of in my opinion just easy screenwriting you Mm -hmm. know like for example, oftentimes in horror films, characters make decisions that aren't logical and that, you know, it's kind of the cliche. You're yelling at the screen. You're like, why yeah. would you go in there? Don't, Don't trust that there. person. Yeah. That's very common. And there's those kinds of tropes. We kind of give these movies a pass because we're yes. like, oh, this is it's a scary movie. You know, this is what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. This film is so excellently written. Yes. None of those lazy screenwriting methods are used in this movie. Yep. And the the possession aspect in particular, mm-hmm. I usually am not a fan of movies that deal with you know possession or really generally the supernatural. Yeah, me but, too. Me too. But I thought that this film handled it so well because the story is not shrouded in vagueness. Yes. I also really hate when movies they're they're unspecific and they want to leave it to your imagination. Yeah, and. Of course, because your imagination, you're going to think of what's scariest to you. So I understand why that's a common thing. A lot of yep. movies do that. This movie, nothing is really left to your thoughts. and it's Everything is on screen. There's really no questions left unanswered by the end, which we're going to get into specifics with the spoilers in a bit here. Okay, but, I would disagree with that. We'll get well, there. Then. We'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, we will. The characters never made yes. bad decisions, in my opinion. Even though different characters made different decisions, yes. drastically different I understood why each person's perspective yep. was so different. Yes, I think this is a, a rare horror movie where you can actually relate to how they make their decisions. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, going off what you said, I think this movie did a really good job of it wasn't the audience didn't know anything ahead of the people in the movie. Yes. I think it did a very good job at pacing it like that. It's mm-hmm. it's never like look out, there's a guy behind the door. You're in the dark the whole time just as much as the characters in this movie are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's You're right there with the characters for this mm-hmm. entire movie. And I think that's what really draws people into this. I think just, it, the way that it kind of intimately puts you in these characters' lives, especially one of the characters in particular, which I want to talk more about this in spoilers. One of our characters we, we get so close to, and it kind of it makes things even more uncomfortable. Yeah. And this movie surprised me so many times. Oh my god, yes. I will say one trope that I think this horror movie hit, and I don't know why this is always the case, but in every horror movie, people have such nice houses. I don't <laughs> understand. It's always like a postmodern, beautiful house, stunning, huge, no explanation of really like what yeah. they do to afford this house. One makes miniatures, which apparently is very lucrative. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, and the I was dad, wondering the same thing of the whole movie. Yeah. yeah, and it's always a nice house. I think they use the same house in like most <laughs> horror movies. But I was just like, once I'd like to see... Kind of just a normal, like a townhouse. Like, yeah. Think of this movie. It an apartment. Be, yeah, an apartment. <laughs> I don't know. That's one thing that I was kind of like, eh, I'm that old chestnut once again, but I did move past it. If that's the only bone I have with this movie, that's pretty good. It's a pretty small bone. It's like the uh, bone in your foot, which you may have broken minutes I did. ago. I did break my foot a few minutes ago. Luckily, though, I've been rubbing this barbecue sauce on it, and it's feeling better. Feeling better already. I looked up the calorie count of this beast, by the way. It's actually 960. 
with over 2,000 milligrams of sodium. So we're going to be a little bloated tomorrow. I guess we can't go to the beach anymore. So it's pretty hard to talk about this film without going into spoilers. Now we're finishing up our burgers right now. Mm-hmm. Do you have any last words to tell people who don't want to listen to spoilers? For this I think movie? if you if you haven't seen this movie, I would say go go give it a shot. Let, let us know your thoughts. Give it a shot. But for somebody, I, th- I think it's just a really well done horror movie, and I think those are really rare and few and far between. So Absolutely. I think it, it's you know I think it was fourth at the box office this weekend, raked in like thirteen million, the highest opening for an A twenty four film ever. So it's it's clearly going to do well. People are going to be talking about it, including us two clowns. So I would recommend going to going to give it a shot. And even if you don't like scary movies, you can hide in your hands like I did and be a little baby throughout the film. Typically about once a year, there comes a horror movie that I really love and that really just blows me away with originality. And I think that's probably the one for this year. And it really surprised me the decision to release this film in June. Yeah, I agree I mean, I, I understand there's a lot of competition in like September and October. Yep, new Halloween coming out. So, yeah. I mean, this could be a breakout summer hit and mm-hmm. I could totally see that happening. So, yeah, I love this film. On one hand, I want to tell everyone I know how much I love this film, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I know it would probably scar them, yes. and I don't want to be personally responsible for that. Yeah, I was scarred, I would say. I uh, For the last few nights, I saw this film a few days ago, and I am very on edge uh, mm-hmm. when I'm home alone. When I turn a light off, I kind of I just got goosebumps talking about it, actually. That's one thing. I had goosebumps the entire time during yeah. this movie. Uh, but now when I turn my lights off, I'm kind of like nervous. I'm running out of dark rooms. Uh, you know, if I had a basement, I would be running up the stairs. Uh, yeah, this film is... Stays with you. I this think. film is... It's not the kind of terrifying film filled with jump scares. And, like, it's not like this, like, fun, energized experience. It's yeah. the kind of imagery that will stay with me for Slow years. Burn. And will affect me forever yes there was a i think well there are a couple jump scares but it's not constant like that but there was one one part that just stuck with me and i literally i think it was one of the parts where i screamed or had to look away it just the imagery of it freaked me out so much and i'm still getting goosebumps and chills running down my neck thinking about it i'll talk about it in the spoiler segment not to give you a buzzfeed click here but We'll get there, guys. We'll get there. I don't want to ruin it for you. So, uh, should we move on to spoilers? I don't want to eat our spoiler snack tonight, so I would rather just stall and keep doing this. But if we have to, you know what? Let's uh, let's dive into that cup of nightmare fuel that we have waiting for us in our freezer. But real quick, let's uh, have a word from our sponsors. Today's episode of Fast Food Film Friends is brought to you by Olive Garden's new breadstick smoothies. We know you're only here for those salty, melt-in-your-mouth logs, so why wash them down with some other drink when you could slurp some liquidized signature sticks instead? Try an Olive Garden breadstick smoothie today. And we are back, and it is time for our spoiler snack segment, the part of the show where we talk full spoilers about the movie, we, we spoil the ending, we talk every last plot detail. every second. And we also eat a snack, and this week we are actually drinking hardy's jolly rancher milkshakes and from hardy's.com a handmade american classic of our vanilla milkshake with a taste of jolly rancher candy mixed right in wow so this is is really just a plain vanilla shake with some little crushed jollies in there that's about what it looks like uh you did get some are these mediums because they're quite large size wise i don't think i specified actually it comes in one size only delicious now We've done a lot of frozen drinks with candies and things throughout. Uh, we have. Mainly frozen drinks, actually. I'd say about 75% of our spoiler snacks have been frozen drinks uh, that you seem to love. 
and I hate with a passion. I'm just uh, trying to find the right one. They're all wrong. <laughs> Let me solve that for you. They're all wrong. A cho- If it's anything more than a chocolate shake, it's wrong. Maybe strawberry if you're having an off week. This monstrosity resembles all the other ones, those terrible blizzards we did, the Frutista Freeze nonsense, and the Cosmic Culottas, and they're all just garbage. They're all so bad. But And I'm lactose intolerant, so these destroy my stomach. These destroy my stomach. And you keep bringing in these malty, milky, and this had like a heaping pile of whipped cream on top, too, just for added effect. I'm pretty sure you added that yourself, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> look, I will finish yours if you don't want to. I hope you do, because I did actually just look up the nutritional information. Take a stab at how many calories are in this beast. Oh. Now, our um, burger, our filthy pulled pork third-pound patty burger had 950, 960. I'm going 470. This cup of garbage has 810 calories <laughs> in it. 810. It's almost another thick burger in the form of just garbage. It's just a vanilla shake and some candy. I don't know what they're doing to their vanilla shakes, <laughs> uh, but they're clearly putting too much of something in there. Uh, and I'm not a big calorie counter, but good God. I am dying of curiosity right now, and I really want to take a sip. I will say I don't because I found about a 13 to 14 inch long blonde hair. <laughs> Uh, hanging out the side where the lid was on. It was crimped between where the lid and the cup meet and just hanging down. Well, let's go uh, digging for more. Let's try and find some more hair. Good God. Oh, oh, that Jolly Rancher flavor really comes through <laughs> in the worst way. Have you ever had... Dear God. <laughs> have you ever been walking around on a hot day and thought, I could go for a Jolly Rancher and a nice cold glass of milk? Because <laughs> that's what this tastes like. And it is terrible. I was expecting the Jolly Rancher flavor to be subtle. It is. That's all there is. There's no vanilla. Uh, I, yeah, I too thought it would just be vanilla with like, you'd taste the Jolly Rancher when you got a chunk. It, That's, this just tastes like syrup. I can't understand. Uh, didn't it say there were real chunks of Jolly Ranchers? Mm-hmm. Because there's not. I'm getting very small, crunchy bits. Are you? Maybe I just haven't gotten I don't. I mean, I just don't understand how that could possibly be providing enough flavor. Oh my god, that is... So weird. It's like if you left your mouth open, tilted your head back, popped about four different flavors of Jolly Rancher in your mouth, and then filled the rest up with whipped cream and just let it sit for about 20 minutes, I think you'd basically have this. This is terrible. Oh, man. What a nightmare. I don't get how, you know, in the Hardee's test kitchen, which I'm sure is just like a meth den. I don't know what they're doing in there. But I don't understand how this is like, hey, chief, look, look at what we did. We came up with this beautiful thing. And who taste tests that and says, yep, all locations, nationwide. To be fair, we bought it. How much did you pay for these? Oh, these are each about three fifty. Wow. I mean, that's a little more standard for like a fast food milkshake. Yeah, Milkshakes can get expensive. But. Yeah. Well, milk doesn't grow on cows. I am not going to drink any more of that. <laughs> this is the first time that I've just, after a few sips, it could be the hair too that's really grossing me out. That was a lengthy hair. Really off-putting. I'm going to keep going, but... uh. You keep trucking. In away. the meantime, Let's I want you to give me a few moments in this film that have really stuck with you. So towards the end, there's a character who is very much possessed and chasing after somebody who runs up into the attic and shuts the attic door. And then this possessed person is attached to the ceiling because she can basically do whatever she wants, fly. She's attached to the ceiling on all fours against it. And then she's just bashing her head repeatedly into the attic door, trying to get in. Just fast, like boom, 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 boom. And it was 
I don't know why, but that imagery was so disturbing to me. Yeah, it's pretty it, terrifying. Oh, it creeped me out so much. Well, you hear the knocking from inside the attic, and so you're expecting it to be like her fist. Yes. And then when they show her, it's just like this. Oh, so off-putting. Yeah. Look, look at the, look, goosebumps. Galore. Yeah, your hairs are Ooh, stand up straight. I am. Almost as straight as the hair that you found inside <laughs> your shake. I, uh, this movie ruined me. Ruined me. I'll never be able to go in an attic again. Other than that, the most second most disturbing part for me was when Peter, the son, is in class and he looks to his left in the glass of a cabinet and sees his reflection with a very smug face smiling back at him when mm-hmm. he is like not smiling at all. And that really creeped me out too. Just that look on his face creeped me out because you don't really see him smile for like the entire movie. And then to see that was just such a weird juxtaposition. Yeah. So <sighs> as I kind of alluded to earlier, Peter, the son. I think he's he's kind of this audience surrogate character. Yes. He's even though he's not necessarily the main character, he's the one who you're kind of witnessing all this through. Yep. And it makes the ending so uncomfortable because because by the end when he becomes possessed, you know, other characters you know, are experiencing crazy things and it's like Mm -hmm. it's 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 bizarre and creepy, but when he his body gets taken over, it is especially Especially disorienting because you just feel like it's inside you. Yeah. You feel like it's un- unavoidable. You have these really close-up shots. <sighs> and his face, you can tell because he does the little tongue clicking that his sister does. Man. It is very off-putting. I think, um, if we, so if we rewind, rewind, I feel like we're jumping straight to the end here for our yeah. spoiler snakes. And now that we don't have to say anything more about these terrible milkshakes. Basically, it starts off, you find out, you kind of meet the whole family. One person I feel really bad for in this family is the dad. He Mm -hmm. just seems like a great guy. He's making dinner. He's offering emotional support to everyone in his family. You just got to deal with a lot of stuff. And, you know, it's just a a good dad all around, it seems like. And, man, he kind of gets the shaft uh, throughout the movie, but really at the end. That was the only moment that I kind of saw coming. Yeah. A second before. Yeah. But it still was horrifying. It was. Uh, So, basically, Charlie, the little girl, she's allergic to nuts. Her mom forces her brother to bring her to this high school party, which was the most extravagant high school party. Like, very <laughs> extravagant house. They're all drinking bottled beer. Uh, like, And then they've got a glass bong that looks like it's $5,000. At that point, you just wanted an invite. I wanted, to, I wanted to go to the party. Classic high school party. And there's a chocolate cake there. His brother goes in the other room to smoke with his friends and a cute girl. Anyways, the, his little sister eats the chocolate cake. She's allergic to nuts. There's nuts in it. She starts having a terrible allergic reaction. Throat closes up. Brother panics because he's high. Little drunk, I would assume. Tosses her in the car and is tries to drive either home or to the hospital very, very quickly. It was the hospital, yeah. It was the hospital. Dead deer in the road? Is that what it was? Something dead in the I road. I think so. Gets in the way. He swerves while she's sticking her head out of the window trying to get some air. <laughs> Boom. Telephone pole. Decapitation. He slams on the brakes. That was, to me, one of the most tense moments in the movie. Because you hear the sound and you wonder, is she like concussed? Was it her head? Was yeah. it the mirror of the car? And he, you just watch him for probably a good minute almost sit there and just, you f- almost feel all of the emotions going through his head. Like, yeah. what happened? What ha- and he doesn't yeah, look his, back. His reaction to that moment was so good. Oh, I was just like, because like, you know, you're expecting him to just, you think, you know, he's going to look back. Yep. It's going to be this, you know. But like in real life, trauma shocks you yes. you do irrational things yes. you would do something like drive all the way home and go to bed yeah like that's that is that's real it is 
And like I said earlier, how sometimes movies, you know, leave leave details out or leave things kind of vague so that your mind fills it in. Mm-hmm. I in my head was filling in, thinking, "Oh God, she her she, her you know her head's probably all messed up. Yep. And she's obviously dead." Like That's I exactly just what I, I had an image in my head of what she looked like in that bludgeoned, moment. Bludgeoned. And then when we see what actually happened, ten times worse. Yes. Than what I, I thought. I think. Um, yeah, and that you don't see till. You know, he goes home, he goes to sleep, he doesn't tell his parents. His parents are like, oh, thank goodness, they're home. Yeah. Mom goes out the next morning to get cars and finds the body in the back of the car, which I don't think you really see at that point. They, don't, they never show her body. No. no. I think they might once. Well, I think, okay, later, later on, later. you may see it, yeah. But yeah, and then they cut to the, the decapitated head in the desert. Or not the desert, I don't really know where they live, in the Pacific Northwest, it seems like. Um, Just being... Destroyed by insects, yeah. devoured by ants. It was uh, very shocking, mm-hmm. very very shocking. And that's if you know if uh, as as you re- try to relate to that guy, you think like I would not want to look back because he probably knew that that head came off. I mean, he at least knows that she's dead. At that yeah. point, he doesn't. He's not. I don't know. It's like that's not even his concern. No. He's just he can't even think straight. No, just slowly drives home, emotionless, straight into bed. Oh, man, it was off-putting. But I thought, like, how horrifying for a mom. Oh, I mean, you all, hear her screams. All the performances in this film are so great, but the the way that all the characters react to that death, yes. all very different. Very much. All I felt for them mm-hmm. so much. And this movie, you know, by the end, it does become, like, a supernatural possession story, but I don't think it's still at least, like, halfway through when any of that yeah. enters the story. But until then... This is really just like a family drama it about is. them dealing with grief, the aftermath. I think that my favorite scene in the film was the dinner scene mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. the mother is like being super passive aggressive about, yep. oh, don't you don't feel responsible. It wasn't your fault. And mm-hmm. then he, she's obviously projecting. She's wanting to the blame off herself yeah. on her son. Yep. But she's framing it in a way that sounds like loving. And then the, like the, the discussion that happens between them and the dad just being there. And he he like down, he wants of. nothing to do with it, but also just like he wants to calm things down. Yeah, man, that scene is so good. It was really real to me. I felt yeah, honestly, so real. they really seem like a real family. Like all, I hope the son Peter gets gets an Oscar because I thought he was amazing uh, in so many parts and so many different things he had to do. But that scene in particular, once she opens up and unloads on him, mm-hmm. and I, you know, after she unloads and says like, "You didn't even say sorry." You know, like I want to, I want to talk to you, but like I can't yeah. uh, because you haven't given me anything. And then there's silence. There's a really long silence, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking he's going to say, "I'm sorry." I'm thinking he's going to say, like, "I'm, you know, just apologize or something like that." But he opens, he retorts with, "What about you, mom?" Right. She didn't even want to go to that party. And you know that he would never in a million years say that, but like, but she provoked him. Yep. And that, that yeah. Yep. That, this was the <sighs> most down to earth, real. Mm-hmm. Characters, I think I've ever seen in a horror film. I agree. The writing, the performances, it's it's incredible. I agree. After this, scary things start happening. The brother hears the sister's tongue click in his room, which uh, just thinking about that still again gives me chills. Uh, the mom, well, we've totally skipped over the intro. Tony Collette's mom. This movie opens with her funeral. Right. Her mom dies. So the Charlie's grandma, Peter's grandma, uh, and that alone is some pretty great misdirection because. Yes. I mean, we read the plot summary. That's mm-hmm. when the movie begins. I'm guessing I don't really recall seeing a trailer for this. But I'm guessing the trailer kind of also frames it that the movie is about the, grandma. the grandma's death. Yep. And 
it you absolutely know, does. 20 minutes in, you realize, oh, that's not all this movie's about. No. And, like, the grandma is a part of it as it goes on, but yes. that is not the focus of the film. No. And it did do a really good job because they show one funeral. And I actually noticed, I went back and watched the trailer. They show the little girl's casket being lowered, but they frame it as the mom's right. funeral uh, in the trailer. So it was a very good little piece of misdirection there. But Tony Collette turns a light off in her studio, and they did. I read a bunch about this because I thought, how did they? It wasn't CGI, mm-hmm. but she sees the faint, you know, kind of ghost-like outline of her mother in the studio when she turns the light off, and it's so. It looked so like what I imagined seeing a ghost would look like. It wasn't yeah. fake CGI. It wasn't, and they actually yeah. used a real projector to project that like outline, like an old wow. school overhead projector, which just blew my mind. Um, but holy shit, did I think that was like just such a well done ghost in terms of how you can do ghosts because a lot of times it can be I think shitty. all the effects in this movie are phenomenal mm-hmm. like there's clearly some CGI you wouldn't you would never in a million years know it's CGI every shot where there's a bunch of insects yeah obviously they're not controlling uh, 5,000 insects but it looks know. like that it looks so legitimate and the the Screen Ants Guild is actually pretty well known uh, they do. They do do some good work. So also the the gore, the makeup, like it, it was just so it wasn't over the top. It wasn't. And also like the near the end of the film, a couple of the characters are like floating or flying, but it's not this like cheesy like whoosh. Like it's, no. it's not like what you'd expect. Like oh, like when a superhero flies, it's just a very calm gliding. That's probably what it would actually look like I if somebody actually could hover. The one jump scare that got me was when the first time you see the possessed mom flying. Uh, and she peters in, I think, his room or Charlie's room, looking at something. And she darts out of the corner uh, into the hallway. And it kind of looks like she's almost swimming. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, that's, I mean, I don't know how ghosts move around. I would assume you got to <laughs> propel yourself somehow. Um, it's much, I think that's much scarier than, like, if yes. it was this big dramatic It is. Effect, and that's know? the thing. It was like, what the fuck was that? Like, you'd never seen a person move like that in your life mm-hmm. through the air. Like it was very off-putting similar to the head bashing on the attic scene. What did you think about the color scheme? Everything that almost all the characters wore was gray, white, or uh, like black. It was, there was not a lot of color in this film. Yeah. I didn't really consciously notice that, but I, I mean, I, the, the movie was gorgeous. Yes. Oh, the cinematography was great. I mean, even from the very, from the opening shot with yeah. the, the, the miniature house. Yes. Like where we we oh. zoom into this miniature house and then we're taken in. into the real room. It's just, it's beautiful. Dude, I was I was hooked. I was too. Instantly. How the dollhouse, you know, it's kind of, they're basically, this whole family is being controlled by outside forces. Like, it's yes. like they're dolls in a house. Like, yes. they have really no control over what's happening in their house. Yeah, I love that. They're kind of moving around like dolls. And I thought that was so great, that first opening scene where they zoom into that dollhouse. Yeah. The, the bookending the film with that, with yep. like kind of reminding you of how yeah these people are just pawns to some greater power. Yes, I loved it. Another thing about her her miniature crafting hobby that I loved was how it was kind of this coping mechanism that with her the events in her life that she feels like she can't control that she's mm-hmm. trying to you know she's trying to grapple with. Yes, she creates them using miniatures to feel as though she's more in control yeah. than she actually is. I agree. I think, I, yeah, I think, again, it's, you know, it's a movie about grief initially, and it's how everyone deals with it so differently. Like, Peter doesn't sleep, basically becomes a zombie because he's just a wreck about it. I'm sure it's just panged with guilt and feels terrible about it, but he just he gets more and more tired and 
exhausted looking throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he does a great job of that too, actually. But yeah, I loved all like the sleep related problems, like the nightmares. Oh, just makes you question, you know, the reality and the whole God, the whole thing about her almost killing her children. Yeah, with, like, with the, the paint thinner. Yeah, I, that was. I think that when so she tells a story about how she one night was sleepwalking doused herself and her kids in paint thinner and was about to light a match but when she lit the match it woke her up and her kids up so peter her son never forgave her for that thought she was actually trying to kill him uh and then she sleepwalks in this movie again but it's almost it's like a double psych out because she sleepwalks she goes into the son's room does she have paint thinner in her hand well they're both doused in something oh not at first though Right, I mean, at, yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but she, like, he wakes her up, and he's like, what are you doing? And then she just proceeds to, like, tell him, I didn't want to have you as a baby. I tried everything to have a miscarriage. It didn't work. Yeah, that. Uh, and it's just, like, unloads. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, brutal stuff to this poor kid whose sister he killed, basically. Uh, and then, boom, she snaps out of it, and it's a dream. Uh, but that was another one with ants, too, those great screen and skilled actors uh, crawling all over his face again. That's what leads her out of her bed into his room is this trail of creepy ants. I hope those ants were paid well. If not, they should totally strike. They gave him at least half an apple. So Magnificent that, performance. Oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. They hit all their cues, that's for sure. All the right spots. Uh, now, one character who I completely called as being a friend of the mother was Joni. You did. I called it right away, and I'm not trying to brag, but I am. Uh... I was very proud of that. She was way too eager to make friends with Tony Collette, Annie. I'm going to call her Tony Collette for this whole thing because I just like that name. I totally bought her character. Really? I did not see that coming at all. Hmm. And I, I think that the moment when the when Annie decides to you know try the seance, I think yes. that was a moment that <sighs> in in most movies that moment could have been the kind of that could have been like a oh why are you doing that why yeah. do you trust this person? But I totally bought Joni's character. I think that like that first conversation when she's sitting outside the car window, yep. she is just, again, Lost the way her child. dialogue's written, the, her performance, I'm like, this is the most like motherly, loving she's person. A, she's a, what's that actress's name? Ann Dowd. And she, I will say, historically plays nice, loving, motherly type figures. She can pull it off very um, well. I, I mean, I literally, there wasn't, a single part of me that doubted her motivations. I all I thought to myself was, "Wow, if I met this one in real life, I would just think like, what an angel." Yeah, you know, yeah. What, what a great person. And you know, she's a grieving parent too, lost her son. Uh, but that the seance stuff weirds me out. Like, did you ever do Ouija boards when you were a kid? No, no, neither did I. Because, oh yeah, you came from a religious background, so those are probably way off, way off limits. My, I couldn't uh, watch Harry Potter, so <laughs> yikes. Could you read it, or was, was uh, it the, the moving well, pictures? Were those the devil, or was theoretically, it I could have, I would have been allowed to read it. I couldn't read. Ah, I see, I see. Okay, that makes sense. I did try to take another sip of this malt, by the way, and I can't do it. You, I see you are slowly sipping yours. You are actually mine's wow. almost gone. Wow, when have you been doing that? It's not good, but I'm not full. Yeah, you, you need your 1,700 calories per meal. Nathan weighs about 70 pounds, uh, but he really has to keep the meat on. All I had today was some fun dip. So I'm still under my limit. Yeah, sugar and calories. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the seance at uh, the family's house, what were your thoughts on that scene? Um, I mean, that was another scene where 
you got three characters all reacting very differently and, mm-hmm. and I and I get why and like if my mom drug me downstairs in the middle of the night saying that I would Super think she was erratic. insane but like at the same time I understood why she was doing that and I was thinking oh come on guys just do it yeah like let's let's just do this like let she's she's desperate let's just get this over with yeah help her grieve so I understand I get why they did it too I think uh, the second stuff started moving I would have done everything I could to shut that down though like I feel like they kind of let it go and again I guess it's you know grieving mother sure you want to do what you can to help her but I was like go shut the window burn everything blow that candle out strap mom down to a bed and like get out of that house because the mom literally becomes possessed with I think is Charlie's soul like at during that she kind of like and she's like where's mom she starts asking like where's mom and that's oh, I'm getting fucking goosebumps again uh but she's like where's mom and this son just starts freaking out bawling like what is going on uh, and see and I kind of read it as the son was freaking out and like he was he thought this was real and the dad was getting pissed because he thought she was faking it yeah that could be because he I think the whole time he's just like he doesn't understand why she's grieving the way she is. Like he yeah. just wants to quit dealing with this stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I was sitting in the theater watching this film, yep, I thought to myself at one moment, I was thinking, isn't it interesting how the word hereditary mm. is really only used commonly to describe diseases? And I wasn't at that point. I wasn't even connecting it to the film. I was just thinking it's weird how that's a word. That it just means like family, you know, related, yeah. whatever. We really only use it to in the phrase hereditary disease. And I also was thinking after I, you know, I saw this, how what made this film so scary was that this was a like a curse that ran in the family. It's yeah. like it's this thing that's like in your blood. You can't avoid it, mm-hmm. and it affects all your loved ones. Yeah. And then I made the connection that like that's literally what a hereditary disease is. That's true. That's an interesting. It's, a, take it's on an that. inescapable thing. You are it's doomed to it, and your loved ones will also suffer from it. Yeah. Actually, I really like that take on it. Did you like where it went in the end and how no. it kind of answered those questions? I, or would you have preferred that it that the last couple minutes had been cut off and that it stayed a little more mysterious? I would have preferred that. I think the religious aspect, I, di- I, I just didn't didn't feel necessary. Like it was scary enough, and it felt almost like we were out of time. You got to put a bow on this. Uh, it's a religious thing. I guess it's kind of hard to have like spiritual possessions without religious experiences i suppose but i that was the one thing that i was kind of not that happy with for this movie it was that ending i was like "Mm." but it's such a ride to get there and outside of that like just that scene if you cut out the religious aspects of it it's insane still it's so scary still yeah like like the visual of all the the people kneeling kneeling down down. like the headless bodies oh how about that when tony collette's up in the corner of the attic just yeah stabbing her own neck repeatedly uh, until it gets cut off that was messed up yeah a lot of naked old people too at the end i don't understand why so many were naked <laughs> i that was one question i had maybe demons just kind of get down that way i don't know yeah they're just they're used to it being pretty hot so they're, they don't really own clothes i, don't I think. suppose that's true yeah i i liked the ending i like how we it's kind of as it's like quirky like it just throws all this information at you all at once and then mm-hmm. just credits but I I was iffy on it until the final shot, which is a callback to the first shot, where yep. we see this all from the perspective like as if it's a miniature, like a diorama. Yeah. And then it kind of hit me. I'm like, oh, we are miniatures to the gods and demons. Yeah. 
and like what our life that we think we're in control of that's all it is yep. we're just we're being you know there's somebody painting us and sticking us where they want and it's it's like a it's a it's a battle of like you know like, i mean you can get pretty philosophical about like free will first like predetermination yeah that kind of stuff yep I, yeah i liked it I, and i knew the second that the credits hit i'm like a lot of people are gonna be pissed at that final yeah. that final shot yeah I but I liked it. I like how it tied up the loose ends. I thought the final shot was good. Again, I think the spiritual religious part I wasn't too wild about, but I can't file a complaint in that department just because the plot and everything that led up to it was perfect. Uh, are there any other parts, Nathan, that, that really stood out for you? I think that's really all the uh, the moments that I wanted to hit. So should we uh, move on to a verdict? I um, This was such a ride, such a wild ride, and I think it's one of the best theater experiences i've had um other than those terrible people clicking their tongues the whole time uh which i will admit i did once Uh, (laughs) but outside of that uh it was such a i've never been more i think enthralled or involved with a movie and wanting more i just sat there just waiting and wait every second just made me want more of it yeah and man the acting was just phenomenal the cinematography loved it I'm not exaggerating. I don't think I have a criticism of this film. Mm. I can't think of anything that I really I really didn't like. I mean, this is no. such a well-put-together film on every level. It really is. I think it's going to blow up. I think it's going to be a very big movie. I think next weekend it will have a bigger box office weekend than this weekend. Yeah, f- films like this strive a lot of word of mouth. Yes. Yeah. And I think everyone who sees this is going to be telling people... What, it's just a unique movie. There's not another movie like it. Somebody yeah. asked me, oh, what's what, like, what kind of scary movie is it like? And I was like... It's not. Uh, it's really yeah. not. It is its own beast. Uh, completely. Absolutely. But, oh, man, it it really sticks with you. It does. The scary bits. So I think that's a two thumbs up for Hereditary, but the Memphis Barbecue Thick Burger. Recommend? Don't recommend? I would give that one thumb up. It's a. I wouldn't pay six fifty for it, that's for sure. If I'm paying 6 bucks, I'm going to spend the extra 3 at a decent restaurant. Decent to low-end restaurant uh, for a slightly better burger. So if you listen to this and you have a podcast co-host who's willing to buy your burger for you, <laughs> then I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Uh, it tastes pretty good. It, it, was, good. it was a nice array of flavors. I mean, it, it wasn't significantly better than like your average cheeseburger. I'd say it was like a, if you go to the grocery store, buy a frozen patty, slather it with barbecue sauce. You can skip the pulled pork because you can't even taste it. Um, maybe like fry it in bacon grease. Uh, you'd have it. And the uh, Jolly Rancher milkshake. Yay or nay? You know how you have no complaints about this movie? Mm-hmm. I feel the exact opposite about this shake. I have You have nothing but complaints. Every complaint you could ever imagine. It is the worst, most artificial tasting thing I've ever seen. Again, not as advertised. I wanted big chunks of Jolly Ranchers. Not there. Taste is terrible. Look is terrible. I found a huge hair in mine. So uh, six thumbs down, and I want to go burn Hardee's to the ground. Well, you guys can uh, check out our Instagram for the aftermath of that. Yeah. But uh, I also hated my shake, and I uh, was also overall pretty satisfied with my burger. But, yeah. I mean, I, I regardless of this food, the movie, the, makes the movie blew me away. Yeah, movie makes so it was a great experience. Uh, would you rather have to drink one of these shakes every day or have a family like this one in the movie? You're saying, would I rather drink one, a Jolly Rancher shake each day mm-hmm. or have a hereditary curse my family's possessed and yes. i eventually become either taken over by a demon or killed uh yeah um the latter 
Yeah, I think I'd go the same way on that. You can find all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Also, if three of you wouldn't mind, I'm talking to you three specifically, uh, going on to our Facebook page at Fast Food Film Friends or our Instagram at Fast Food Film Friends or our soon-to-be-in-existence Twitter at Fast Food Film Friends, shoot us a line. Just drop us a note. You know, Tell us some good things. Tell us some bad things. Tell us how much poop came out of your butt when you watched this movie out of straight fear. Tell me how many hairs you found in your Hardee's shake. Uh, give us some info. Why not? If there's any food or frozen beverages you want us to try next week, let us know. Yeah. Until then, farewell. Farewell. I'll take it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)